Welcome back to the Room 104 Podcast. This is Shanti. Don't forget the Monty. I am here with chef, author, TV personality, Arazada. Jigar John, how How's are you? How's it going? What's up, man? Bro, bro, you know what? I'm starving. Welcome. I haven't eaten all day. Yeah. And it can't be... I can't call myself Shanti Monty without making some... Some Monty. Some Monty. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been a chef? So, I've been a chef now for about 15 years. Jesus I want to say, yeah, Christ. yeah, but I've been cooking since I was about five years old. So, what was your first dish when you made when you were five? First dish was cutting salads. Because salads, yeah, and the reason okay. why the only reason why I came into the kitchen is because okay. I wanted to play with knives. I wanted to be Peter Pan, and that's why I do like the whole knife flipping thing. And I can do it eyes closed, nonstop. All I wanted to do was play with knives. You were one bad decision away <laughs> from being a criminal. <laughs> So my mom was like, the only way you can come in uh-huh. is by, you know, cutting things up. Okay. So I started cutting up salads and things, and then it just escalated from there. But I was always the eater. So I'm a fat ass, but like, <laughs> you're you made a decision that didn't make you a fat ass. That's you, it. You became a chef. That's you, it. You are the reason why I am a fat ass. It's it's you know what I I eat a lot of like good stuff and I work out a lot so. It's just part of it. Yeah, it's I part agree. of the deal. I agree. So what we got here is we're doing monza. I okay. already have um, a bunch of the meat made, okay. which is just ground beef, onions, uh, parsley, garlic, okay. salt, pepper. Okay. Very simple. Okay. I do a little hack. These are wonton wrappers. Yes. So uh, you texted me saying get wonton wrappers. I'm like, bro, are we making like beef sushi? Yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so wonton wrappers work really well because they're okay. already nice and thin. Okay. Right. The dough is very similar to what you would make and sit there and roll out. Right. And a lot of the times when you're making wonton, it's hard to roll out the dough nice and thin to okay. get it perfect. Okay. So this is a great hack that we use. And basically, you know, you got to separate the wonton wrappers, which okay. is probably the part that takes a little bit of time. Which is why we did this. Beforehand. Exactly. So <laughs> let's say they're down, right? Yes. You take a little piece of meat, right? Tiny piece of meat. You drop it right in the middle, okay? And you keep going all the way down. And then, see, you pick it up from both sides, kind of fold it over, and you give it a pinch. And Is it Monta or Monty? So Monty, Monta, people say it differently. People okay. spell it with an E, people spell it with an I. Okay. And honestly, it's 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 just like a, a little meat dumpling. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of traveled through the, the Silk Road and, you know, different cultures have grabbed a hold of dumplings in a different way. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this tray. Okay. We're going to butter it up a little bit. Okay. And we're just going to go ahead and pinch Monte. Okay. Or Monty. And for this sake, can we use Monty? We're gonna do Monty. Okay, we're gonna okay. do Monty. <laughs> we're gonna do Monty. So we're gonna leave that there, and then we'll just uh, kind of do this and keep going. Okay, cool. Cool. So I'm just gonna put the meat. So put a little a dab of the meat. Okay, cool. Put this right here. Cool. Right. You mind if uh, I move this? No, over? no, yeah, move it over. Right, You're cool. good. Oh. I don't know. And this this is kind of like blocking, so you can kind of see from this side, yeah, right? All right, cool. And this is the meat. This that's, is big meat. That's it. That's the meat. And then you take a little bit, a little pinch, drop it in the middle. And what I kind of do to kind of speed up the process is I'll grab a little hunk of it. Okay. And then and spread it around. And then just drop all across. So you have all your pieces out. You just drop little pieces. And this the the thing is you don't want them too big. In there, or else they won't close. My guy, I already fucked up. With it's this all one. good. It's all good. It's all good. It's this is part of the adventure. So when people make monte, it takes time. It's a it's a little time consuming. Yes. But you know, you got that joy at the end, right? Oh yeah. 
What's the longest it's ever taken you to prepare a meal? Oh, uh, longest I would it takes to prepare a meal. I'll probably say it's it's when I do my long barbecues, like when I make brisket. Oh, okay. Or something okay. like that. You know, those those take. You know, I've gone longest. I did a twenty-hour brisket once. Jesus. Yeah. Twenty hours doing what? So a lot of it is is like uh, you're kind of waiting for the brisket to kind of get done. So you're. You, Stop. You put the meat in. No, it's not just leaving it there. Oh, I like, thought you just staying it. No, 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 no. <laughs> With brisket, it's like you gotta, you gotta kind of, you, you, you set it up. It goes for a certain amount of hours. Okay. And then you gotta either uncover it or you cover it, and then you gotta mop it every thirty to forty-five minutes. And mopping is that you're uh, just put your sauce, the brushing okay. of liquid on top. Okay, okay. And then a lot of that makes that brisket good. But the brisket will be done not at a certain time. The brisket's done when it's done. Oh, so okay. each brisket takes a different amount of time. And Damn. it's one of those things that you can't rush because if you rush it, the brisket itself will not be good at the end. So it takes a lot of cooking, a lot of patience, and usually I'll do it at night and then I'll wake up at like, I'll leave it on, get up at like two in the morning, three in the morning, do a little mop, go back, back and forth. It's it's a, it's a long period of time. Jesus. How did you want me to pinch this again? So take the two sides here like okay. this. This is what I kind of do is I... I fold it over a little bit. Okay. I roll it up and just pinch the two sides. Okay, so I'm gonna do it in front of the camera just so you guys can see it. So we just put the meat on the paper. Okay, pause. Oh. So we'll flip, grab these two sides yeah. like this, right? Kind of roll it in roll half. Roll it over this way. Yeah, and then pick it up straight. Pick it up straight. Okay. And then pinch the two sides. Boom. Oh, damn. And this then, one looks deformed. It's okay. Go. And then you kind of just load them in the tray, right? So, so when you're loading them in the tray, that's the kind of... It's, it's, Does it need to be sticking to the pan? You're, you you kind of want them to be nice and tight okay. while it's going in the pan. And in the beginning, it looks a little off because you're stacking it and it's you're kind of falling over. Mm -hmm. But if you do it if you do it loose, they'll fall over. Okay. So you want them to semi-tight in there, nice and stacked, and then you get that pretty look of the Monty at the end. So you that, just call me pretty. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, we've done this with different kinds of meat as well. I've done it with not just beef, because this is beef we're using now. Okay, ground beef, right? Ground beef. Um, I do it with, I've done it with bison. I've done it Ooh. with venison. I've also done it 50-50 uh, bacon beef blend. Dude, like, <laughs> bro, stop. I'm gonna get, my mouth is getting watery. Bro. That's it, it's all about, you know, food is an adventure, right? And I agree. a lot of people are like stuck on, on keeping you know, everything exactly how it is, exactly how our ancestors did books. it, by the book. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, food is an evolution. And and if we're not evolving with our food, then we're not evolving as a society. That's an interesting way to put it. I mean, you found a way to make food political. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. I see the point that you're making. I mean, think about all the... Uh, imagine the diets that, like, Neanderthals had. Exactly. Like, it was mostly... High fat, exactly. Pure protein, exactly. We didn't have gluten free shit. No, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. And now it's kind of like if you have one of the biggest, what is it? One of the biggest, I guess, signposts of a culture is food. Exactly. It's one of the biggest. Flags I mean, that's of why it. I travel to go eat other cultures' foods. And then once you learn those other cultures' foods, you learn different techniques that maybe they're doing. Yeah. And how you can apply it to things that are familiar to you. Right and different ingredients and different things like that and then you're just kind of adapting and making things more fun you know what i mean it's it's uh you know look at look at what's 
super popular right now. Right. Uh, Korean corn dogs. What? Right. There's it's like a whole fat a fad right now. Different kinds you of Korean fat. It's a different kind of fat. It's a different kind of fat. I mean, Korean corn dogs are super huge right now. It's different, like corn dogs and, and flaming hot Cheetos, and they do different things. Oh, I've heard you know of what flaming I mean? hot Cheetos. And those are all like if you find a Korean corn dog stand, right? That's kind of what you're gonna get from it. Okay. Now it's that's it's it's just adapting different techniques and style. The Korean part of it is how they fry it. You know what I mean? The okay. batter that they use. Okay. Okay. Right. So you're adapting different things from different cultures mm -hmm. to create something new that's familiar to your own culture. Right. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Like adding bacon to manta. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but next time I come here, Hundred. if we do this again, we need to put another... I, we need to put we'll something. do it. We'll, we'll next level it. Yes, We'll next please. level it for sure. I wanted to show you kind of the classic way right now. Okay, yeah. That way please. anybody can take this home. Anybody can do it. And it's, it's super simple to make. It takes a little bit of time just... Mm -hmm. But if you if you don't think of it like rushing to eat, yeah, just think of it like I'm having a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. Like this is you go. This is what I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I'm only cooking because I'm, I'm bored. Exactly. I mean, our grandmas used to make this dish, and it'd be like they're sitting there. They don't have much to do, and well, yeah, hours of you know shadaing mantas. Yeah, you're right. That and the um, what's the other one called? Where they put uh, it's like it's like a walnut. They put caramel around it. Oh, 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 okay. So, sharot. Yeah, I, sharot you call it sharot. Sweet sujul. Yes, sujul. There we go. Sweet sujul. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Sharot. Actually, I have a video of that coming soon. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it. Is this exclusive? No, uh, it's, it's a new hit. <laughs> <laughs> looking nice. It's looking nice. They're looking nice. Some of them look deformed and might have had a stroke in yeah. the process of it. So, I apologize <laughs> in advance. Oh, it's totally okay. It's totally okay. I am a beginner. You on know, a scale of one to ten, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. How would you rate my uh, culinary skills as of this point? Or no, my you're doing skills? you're doing great. You're doing great. I will give you a. He's full of shit. A six. <laughs> a six. Well, there's always room for improvement. Always, you always got to have room for improvement. You can't give everybody anybody a ten because then they'll stop excelling, right? Quote that right now. Boom. Even if it's the best of the best, I go. That's a nine. Because oh, there's wow. always room for improvement. Your kids love you after you said that shit? My kids love me. <laughs> I do I do put on the pressure sometimes. But, but that's I love good. It. You're supposed to. I'm You're... supposed to. That's a job. As a parent, push your children, push yourself, always be, you know, yeah. moving up. I agree. And you know what? That is one job. Uh, you cannot quit. That's it. There's no quitting. You There's no quit. calling in sick. Um, you've been around the world as far as getting um, your knowledge from different cultures on what foods they make. Yeah. I went ahead and looked at your bio, and you had a book that you had published. I did. And it was called uh, Lavash, right? Yes. Talk to me about that. In 2016 was the first time I ever went to Armenia. Okay. I uh, And in 2016, I, I went and I realized I didn't, excuse me, I didn't really okay. know much of the food. Oh, okay. So I didn't recognize it. I grew up uh, Armenian, Egyptian household. A lot of the food we ate was... these. A lot of the food we ate was... Uh, it had a lot of Middle Eastern influence, Egyptian influence. It was all things that I thought initially were Armenian. And when I went to Armenia, I realized, oh, you know. That's Armenian food. This, yeah, it's different. Yes. It's different. Now, it's not saying that what we ate wasn't Armenian food because of, because of uh, what happened in the diaspora when they spread out. Yeah. Armenians adapted a lot of their cuisine from the neighboring countries. So mm. they adjusted the flavorings and the things that we did. 
like Doma is a little bit different everywhere you're you go. You're right, it is. Right? And they have different names for they it They have different well. names for it. And all these things are slightly different. So there were dishes that I didn't recognize and didn't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I basically partnered up with my two co-authors who kind of felt the same way. You want to drop their names? Uh, John Lee and Kate Leahy. Yeah! And John Lee and Kate Leahy are both non-Armenian, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, John is Taiwanese-American. Mm -hmm. And Kate is Irish American, but they both, John had gone out to Armenia and taught photography lessons. Oh, okay. And Kate had like Armenian neighbors. And <laughs> yeah, so she knew about Armenians and, and we basically went out, we decided to write a cookbook. We got a publishing deal okay. and we were going to make write Armenia the cookbook. Right. And then we're like, no, every mother and grandma is going to yell at us. That's yeah. not how you make this dish. That's not how you make that dish. So we decided to go there go village to village, and essentially gather recipes that they're cooking in Armenia at that time. And we didn't necessarily state and say that this is an Armenian dish, Armenians invented it, Armenians, it, it came here. We just said, this is what they're making in Armenia right. today. Mm -hmm. And they've been making it in these villages for hundreds of years. We didn't like lay claim to it. It's Which just, is interesting that you guys did that because a lot of people in your positions would have laid claim to it. Yeah, and that's, it. and that's kind of the thing. And it, everybody is is look they, there's dishes like salata vinaigrette yes which is a russian salad yes and they make it every single place in armenia mm -hmm. you know we're not saying it's an armenian dish right we just we know where it kind of came from we were just in the book said this is essentially a dish that you'll find anywhere in armenia right we did find dishes that were like incredibly shocking which were awesome a uh, dish that i always talk about is uh Okay. And most people don't know about it. Even a lot of Armenians, they're like, Klash. They're like, Klash, you want Klash? No. Banakash is actually like Armenian mac and cheese. And they only make it really in Gyumri. Okay. And it's a dish that like a grandma would make for their kid when they're hungry. And you know, they didn't have a lot of money. So what are they going to make? Banakash. It's lavash. Okay. Lavash is, by the way, for my non-Armenians out there, is a very thin... Uh, it Armenian could be thinner. Th yeah, it's Armenian flatbread. That's it. Think of pita bread, but thinner and more square, depending on how people cut it. God bless <laughs> oh, you. Oh, baby. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, hit us with the rapid fire. <laughs> That's it, the double shot. Ooh. We don't need COVID right now That's to hit it. in the monkey, you know? Banakash <laughs> yes. is uh, essentially you take lavash, okay. cut it up into little pieces. Mm -hmm. You add in a, in a, in a bowl, oven brew bowl, you take lavash, cheese, lavash, cheese, lavash, cheese. Then you pour hot water over the top and bake it with caramelized onions on top. And when you pull it out of the oven, the lavash and cheese have kind of melted together Dude. and the cheese and water turn into a cheese sauce. And it's Armenian mac and cheese. My God, that turned, I don't know why, I might just faint <laughs> from the food. Well, that, I, look, my friends know just how much I love Bread and cheese. Yeah. Armenians in general, just because we have high cholesterol problems. Imagine just like a fat lasagna of just bread, exactly. cheese, mac and cheese. Exactly. And when we do it, like out there, they would make, um, you know, a bowl and you'd eat it, you know, as a, as a kid to yourself. Mm -hmm. But here when we do it, like we'll do it uh, game days or whatever, you make one big bowl and everybody just kind of digs from it and shares. Jesus it's it's incredible. So like that's a dish that was a big highlight for me because I had heard about it. Mm -hmm. But if you go to like the South in Goris area, right. they don't know what that is. Oh, this interesting. Is, yeah, this is strictly from Gyumri. Mm -hmm. 
along with many other dishes. Like we learned a dish in uh, Goris, these bean triangles. And this lady made it for us. She took Goris beans, which are super popular beans, similar to like a berlotti bean or a cranberry bean, but very specific and indigenous to Goris. Okay. And basically she mashed it up with onions and khan gananchi. For the people that don't know, that's a mix of greens that yeah. they sell at every grocery store and market in Armenia. It's like a bouquet of different herbs and greens. Kharnikanachi is literally exactly what you say. Like, if you translated it, it literally means mixed greens. Mixed greens. So she chops all that up and then she takes strips of lavash and rolls them up into these triangles and fries them. It's basically like a samosa. Wow. But very specific to this area. And, you know, if you went up to Gyumri, they wouldn't know what that is. Jeez. So they're, they're very... You know, these a lot of these dishes kind of just stayed in these areas. I mean, a lot of them moved around, but there's a lot of like mix and match, and we just kind of wanted to uncover that. Right. So as a chef, um, you started making your own videos showcasing Armenian cuisine. Yeah. And not even just Armenian cuisine. You had Jack Jr. on here doing yeah. Mexican Armenian cuisine yeah. on here as well. Yeah. What was a difficulty that you faced that changed your perspective on cooking in general or like even just obtaining information obtaining new recipes so, from other cultures so i've always had the the want and need to like explore with food and right. i was always trying to find different new things uh i started making cooking videos more seriously last year i got diagnosed with kidney cancer jesus christ i'm sorry about this it's all right uh i got diagnosed with it i had like a stomach bug and I woke up with like a sharp pain in my stomach and apparently my entire intestine was inflamed. Went to the hospital like three days in a row and it took about three weeks or so for the pain to stop. Okay. And they're like, by the way, also in the scans, we found something in your kidney. We'll get that checked out later after this stomach infection thing is done. So three weeks later, finally the stomach pain is done. They're like, oh, by the way, you also have kidney cancer. <laughs> yeah, it was a bomb. What a shit hospital. Yeah. <laughs> was, no, no, honestly, I went to like three different hospitals because the pain was so bad. I was like, they're not doing whatever is correctly. The, the crazy part is it wasn't the kidney cancer that was the pain. It was a stomach infection. I would have never known. Ah. They're like, whatever happened, whatever that infection was saved your life because it was a three inch tumor like this in my Whoa. kidney. Yeah. And they're like, you would have never known until it was too late. It was right next to the main artery. Oh. So they're like, that basically saved your life. Um, and from that point, I had surgery. Right now, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm cancer-free. Yeah! It's, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to saying, like, this. I got to do what I want to do. And I've always wanted to do food TV. Okay. So I started focusing more on social media aspect because it's the, you know, essentially get a camera and start broadcasting what you want. And I started taking, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like and I started taking recipes that, you know, I learned through my travels, right. and kind of showing the world that they're not as intimidating as they might think. Mm -hmm. Because everybody was always like, oh, you know, my grandma made this, it would take six hours. Yeah. And I'll never make that because my mom used to make it and I don't know how to make it. Yeah, we'll so, be here for six hours. That's it, <laughs> exactly. So I started, I started tightening it all up. Right and creating essentially a short format of the dishes that we all kind of grew up with and know and like. And all of a sudden, people started really liking it. Yeah. And it started taking off yeah. more and more and more. And I grew, I mean, it, at a crazy rapid you rate. You really did. You 
really did. I don't mean to cut you off. No. But I think you're the. You're probably the only. I don't want to shit on anybody else. But you're the <laughs> only Armenian like chef that has such a massive reach and a massive presence on social media. And it's, just in our community in general. It's gone crazy. And it, it was a it was a crazy rise. I mean, even when we did the book, we did a we did a national tour, we did all this stuff, and you know, we went around and people know knew me, they knew the book. Right. But it wasn't like the to way it level. is now. Yeah. Like, yeah, all of a sudden I kind of became like, you know, slightly the authority in like Armenian cooking. Yes. And which is fun. I mean, I've done enough research, you know what I mean? I like I feel like to kind of earn that title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you definitely put in the work for it. Yeah. So so, but it's honestly like, I don't I don't consider anyone to be an ultimate authority in anything because in cooking in general you always have to be learning. Yes. So you're learning, you're advancing, you're making things better, but it, it, you got to continue to grow. Yes. And I'm constantly learning, still to this day. Like right. I go to people's houses and I learn, and it's been just. I think that helps with the rise and also, you know, the fusion aspect of the things that I do. We can actually, we, we got to start the oven. Yeah, let's start let's the start oven. Let's start the oven and we'll keep going. We don't have enough room for this. Yeah, we can also put another one, so. Okay, solid. So we've gone ahead and folded all the Monta, Monte, see? Now you got me. Monta. I, I grew up saying Monta. Now I gotta change my name to Monte. Shanti Monta. <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead and folded everything into this tray. If Take you can see, look at that. Look, just imagine just meat ribbons. That's, That's all it. you're gonna see. We've went ahead and done that. It took us, what, 26 minutes. If you're impatient, order food, okay? That's it. Probably don't cook. That's just it. Saying. We're gonna put this in the oven for how long? Uh, it'll be about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 okay. minutes or so in the oven. Okay. Uh, you want it to kind of get crispy on the outside. Okay. So you kind of got to look at it. It depends on your oven. A lot of people's ovens don't work to the right temperature. Right. So I say 30 to 40 minutes. Whenever okay. I read a recipe, it gives you some buffer time. Okay. Well, prepare some more if you yeah. want to prepare some more. Yeah. We'll ask you a couple more questions. We'll stop for a little bit for it to bake and we'll let you know beforehand. And then we'll, we'll turn it back on and we'll give you a nice little taste. Yeah. Sounds good. I like it. Cool. Let's see. Okay, it. let's do it. Okay, so now be honest with you. Yeah. What's an easy dish that you always fuck up on? <laughs> be honest. Um, me be personally, honest me personally, not a lot, but I'll tell you one that's. Yeah, been, right. That's, You've been a chef for 15 years. You haven't fucked up on easy dishes. I fucked up on easy dishes, but I wouldn't say a lot. I would say one dish that that people tend to mess up a lot that's very, very simple mm -hmm. is rice. Yeah, you're right on that. Wait, do you cook your rice? Do you steam it? Rice cooker or do you just put it in a pot? So, here's funny. I, I For long, forever, I did it always in a pot. I okay. did everything in a pot. Well, yeah, and we're Armenian. We grew up doing exactly. it. Exactly. And then more recently, um, I was like, what culture eats the most rice? Probably Jew. Chinese or Japan, Exactly. Right? Asian cultures, right? Yeah. And I was like, every single, like, Asian person I've ever met, restaurants, whatever it is, all use a rice cooker. Yes. And I was like, why am I not using a rice cooker? So very recently, I want to say, I don't know, three months ago, mm -hmm. I bought my first rice cooker. And three now, months ago, dude? Yeah. Three months ago, I bought my first rice cooker, and now I just stick everything in a rice cooker. Are you serious? It makes life so easy. Oh well, yeah, good morning. So easy. <laughs> like there's no timing, there's nothing. You put it in and then all of a sudden Click you one button. <laughs> That's it. Do you wash your rice before you cook it? Uh, yes. 
Thank Christ. I washed my rice before. Okay. And that's something that, um, honestly, has been a little more recent. I don't know why, but I never used to. No, you're good. I never used to wash it. But more recently, I started washing it because I've seen a lot of practices that essentially you're rinsing it off. You're rinsing off a yes. lot of the starch. Yes. Also, you're starting a hydration process. Interesting. So when you're making sushi, uh, like a standard classic sushi rice, right. which is the golden part about making sushi is all the rice. Yes. You're supposed to rinse the rice six or seven times, fully submerge, rinse it to get all the starch out. Then you're supposed to leave the rice after it's soaked for two to three hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then it hydrates itself. Okay. And then when you cook it, you cook it one-to-one -one ratio. So there's a hydration process where it's starting to absorb already. It changes the cooking time and amount of water. I'm gonna do this. So we're gonna take some of this. Go for it. And we are going to cut some butter pads. This and just, just put them on top. Lay them on top. Now is this recommended or is this standard? This is kind of standard. Okay. So they kind of just break it up. For those who are listening at home, just put in a tray of Monte Monte. God damn Monte, it! Monte Monte. <laughs> <laughs> so you just put in. I think how much did we get? Like just a block. Of about a, about a, two tablespoons, I would say. Okay, two tablespoons. Two tablespoons of butter, of butter. And you spread it over the top of the Monte in the tray. Yep. And you put it in the oven for what degree? About 30 minutes at 375. So you can okay. see right here. Boom. Ta-da. There you go. And I'm going to just pop it in the oven. Go for it. I'm trying to find the, the little tink in your armor. Not so bad. when... It's going to be hard. Where, <laughs> <laughs> what was the most embarrassing like moment that you've had cooking? Whether it was in culinary school, maybe even yesterday. Oh, I got a good one for you. Okay, let me hear it. So I did, uh, for a long time, I did recipe and product development. Create a recipe, anything from a turkey sandwich to like chicken tikka masala. Okay. And I would sell them, sell the recipe to grocery store chains. Okay. Or hotel chains, and then go train their staff once they approved it on how to make oh, it. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty cool. So one of the things, my buddy had a tie at Red Bull. Okay. And he's like, he's like, uh, and this is a, a pretty serious had? ad. He okay. was, was working with them. And he's like, hey, if maybe you come up with a recipe, like a Red Bull something, I can get it, uh, you know, maybe on the box or on their website or right, something right, like that. Right, and right. I was like, this is great. So I decided to make a Red Bull brisket with a Red Bull barbecue sauce. So heart attack. Pretty, pretty normal. <laughs> and this is part of the reason why I can no longer drink Red Bull. Um, What'd you do? So I was making the barbecue sauce. Okay. And I went over to the blender because you know you make it with different things inside and you got to blend it up. Right. I went to the blender and hot barbecue sauce, sugar and everything. I put my hand on the blender and I lit it up. My hand wasn't on it hard enough. So it shot up straight into my face. <laughs> and I like, apparently my buddy was in the kitchen with me and he's like, I've never heard anybody scream like that. He runs over with a towel and he's wiping off skin. My, my face my melted off. It melted what? off. Yeah, I had burns all across my face. All what was that from? Because it's it's basically hot sugar. So the sugar, when it, it's just not just regular hot water, it's like boiling into the blender. It's boiling water, but now it's sugar, so it sticks to you. Oh my. 
You almost killed yourself. I uh, yeah, I, I had like gnarly. Luckily, we had a friend that worked in like the burn unit of the hospital. He came over at night, put all this stuff. It was like two weeks or so. I had to put this like gel stuff all over my face. I was gonna be scarred forever. The only scarring I have now is that I can't really smell Red Bull. If I smell it, it makes me ah, nauseous. Whatever. The podcast <laughs> won't be sponsored by Red Bull anytime soon. So we're good. My most embarrassing story, if you care to listen. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. I, know. <laughs> I was, I had just moved in with my dad in 2017. Okay. Okay. So I had, you know, when you're living in an Armenian household and you're a man, mm-hmm. uh, the woman usually cooks. Typically. Though, typically. Just, I'm not talking shit. I'm not saying they're supposed to. Okay, don't cancel me. <laughs> I haven't started anything yet for you to cancel me. But I was making eggs one. Okay. Okay. And is that like that's the easiest thing the you can possibly make, right? My grandpa didn't cook, but he could make eggs. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so my dumbass took basic eggs, right? Okay. I made like two eggs. Okay. Put some butter in the pan. Okay. I was like, let me chef. Gordon Ramsay this up. Let yes. me put some seasoning on this yes. bitch. So I got salt, pepper, and paprika. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't paprika. No. D- <laughs> let me tell you this. I went... No, it definitely was paprika. Oh, okay. But I didn't... Okay, so the paprika seasoning packet... How can I demonstrate this for you? There's two sides of the whole lid, right? Yes. There's an open side yeah. where it just... It's generous amount. Yeah. Right? And then there's the other side. Yes. The kind of uh, frugal The amount. shaky side. Shaky side. My stupid ass <laughs> had both sides open. Ah. So I'm like, let me just... I had three crisp golden eggs ready Perfect. to go. Perfect. And I just did this. Ah. And <laughs> the, 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 the seasoning was this big. All of it. Ask me how much was gone. You dumped it all? 70%. No way. Of pure paprika. Terrible. So it looked like Satan took a shit (laughs) on my eggs. And I was like, what do I do? On top of that, I burned it. (laughs) So now there's smoke coming out of my apartment. Oh, man. I'm in the living room with with the thing. Whatchamacallit? A towel. And I'm beating the dog shit out of the (laughs) air. And my dad's worse. He likes bread and cheese. That's That's it. it. That's all he eats. Bread and cheese. And anything else, you make him. That's it. (laughs) He won't make anything. He'll buy ingredients. He'll lay them out in the room. I'll just be like, this would be good if you made it. Oh, man. I'm like, no. That's he's inspiring. Yeah, he's inspiring. He's motivating me to feed him. Okay. That's what that is. Okay. So one time, I left downstairs to go get something from my car. And he was making... I think he was trying to like just burn bread, pita bread. Yeah. To toast yeah, it up. toasted bread. He slammed it on the grill and just <laughs> left it on. I come back, I smell it. I yeah. smell something burning. I open the door, just, no just fucking way. smoke. It just like he He's left nowhere it. to be found. <laughs> He's MIA. I can't find him. He's in the bathroom. Oh my god. Taking a full blown shit. shit. He's shitting. He's shitting. And I'm like, Dad, you burned the fucking. <laughs> well, he's like, oh, oops. That's that was his thing. Oops. oops. And then when we got COVID, we both got COVID. This guy is a, is a freak of nature. He went and got a cup of ramen uh-huh. noodles yeah, yeah. and just went straight to the bathtub. <laughs> and he just said, I'm not kidding you. I was like dying. And this man just goes, I think I'm sick. I'm going to go and cleanse. 
in the in the bathtub. In the bathtub with gets ramen. a cup of ramen. Like the wow. freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that company is, Machu Michu. Yeah, Machu Picchu. Marushan. <laughs> Marushan. Yeah. Marushan. It sounds like an Armenian. It name. sounds like an Armenian. Marushan. 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 That's so, my that's my father-in-law's name. <laughs> <laughs> He has like four vests on, like jackets, because he wants to sweat all that sweat stuff out. Sweat it out. He just goes, okay, don't bother me, I'm going to the bathtub. <laughs> Disappears for 45 minutes. No way. Locks the door. No way. The the, the cup, the bowl that he had with him, I have no idea where it went. It disappeared. It just disappeared. So I don't ask questions anytime <laughs> he goes to the bathroom. That's it. We don't know what he did with it. We don't it. know. That's and, amazing. And he, he, in a day, he recovered. Mm. In a day. So we got the cure to COVID. Got the cure to cancer. That yeah, man knows that's everything. It. That's you it. You should have met with I him. I should have met with him. <laughs> What's okay. our timing look like? Are we yeah, good? Are we good? We're 20, 20 minutes. minutes. We have 10 more minutes? Yeah. Okay. I'll, what I'll, I'll do is this. So we're we'll almost continue done here. fold this. I'll pause the cameras for now. Yeah, and then, and then so we we'll can return. finish off. Okay. Let's do that. All right. And we are back. We're back. Enough with the commercial breaks. We're finished. I think it was a little over 20 minutes, probably over 30. That's it. That's what it should look like. Boom. Chris. Chris. I on cannot the wait. So what are we looking for as far as ratings? What do we want to rate it? Out of five? Out of ten. Out of ten? Out of ten. We're this is this is great. I mean, it's everything kind of came together. I would still say this is about a eight and a half. Let's go eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half. We did an eight and a half. So here. I can improve at home. Always improve at yes. home. Always improve at home. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna kind of get a couple pieces. You want these things to be nice and crispy on the outside. Okay. Perfect. Right? Oh, we lost it. That's fine. That's fine. Here we go. Scoot these down. Yeah. Look at that. Scoot them out. Perfect. And usually, what do you want to add on the side of it? Can people just eat it as standalone, or do you have to have some sort of Mazunov Kufte Bet So, this, this can be eaten in several different ways. Uh, I kind of like it like this, uh, dry, crispy on the outside, adding a little bit of yogurt with some garlic in it. Okay. So this is garlic yogurt. Oof. You can also put it into like chicken base. I'm gonna hit it with some garlic. Okay. Some garlic yogurt, I mean. Okay. Like that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hit you with the abow. That's it. Bro, this is that's it. Good fire. Now, could we want to if we in the future can some if someone's cooking at home? Could you go past forty five minutes when it burn? It'll just it'll crisp up a little bit more mm -hmm. the the bottom parts. But I like it where the bottom is still slightly soft. The top is crunchy, so you're getting a mix of both. You're getting the crisp on the top, mm -hmm. little tenderness on the bottom. The meat's not overcooked because if you cook it too long, it'll turn into like a little hard ball inside. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to balance. You did amazing. Thank you for teaching me how to do this. Now I have the Great. recipe and I can go do this at home. That's right. But mine will take probably a day to, to make. Oh, you'll get it figured out. Probably. Um, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Arazeda. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok, at Chef Arazeda. Mm -hmm. uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chef Arazeda. Facebook, um, I'm everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, my website, rzeta.com. Okay. It's, everything is just my name. First name, last name. It's seven letters and four of them are A's. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Room 104 Podcast with Shanti. Don't forget the Monty. Yeah. It had to happen. Yeah, I've been waiting for someone to teach me how to do Monty. So, <laughs> you know what to do. Subscribe, like, follow us on Spotify. Merch will come out soon. 
want to plug in your merch as well? So I got Abal shirts. You can go to Erratic Clothing with that. I actually have a spice line that's coming out. I got three different spices I that will be available, them. and they're going to be fire. Jorovads, a little Aleppo lemon pepper, and Ooh! a Basoma rub. So stay tuned. Those will be for sale real soon. Okay, perfect. You are officially in the Room 104 Hall of Fame. Boom. You're welcome to come back anytime. Hell yeah. And if you ever want to hit me up, we want to do more food we'll stuff. Do it. Let me know. You're always welcome. Let's do it. Thank you so much for coming out. We got to go. I think it's time to eat. And he's got shit to do. He got his iPhone just now. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Peace. <laughs>